Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. You can find it on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast. And you can find myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And it is absolutely delicious, guys. And... Today, guys, I am coming from coming at you from Columbia, South Carolina. I'm down here on business for the week, and it is hot. <laughs> um, but today, guys, I have my interview with the social media manager from the North Carolina State Ice Pack, uh, Zach. We talked about everything from the Ice Pack's recent game against Liberty to looking forward of you know, how they plan on handling the rest of the slate, um, how they handle the COVID situation. Uh, he gave me the whole inside scoop on their recent all access series they have going on on YouTube, whole bunch of great stuff. And we also talked about music and Halloween. It was great stuff guys. So I do hope you enjoy that. And just before we get into that guys, I do want to tell you once again about today's sponsor. I told you about them at the beginning of the episode, but I'm telling you about them again now. Um, and today's sponsor is, of course, Built Part, and it is the best protein bar ever in the world, in the universe. Um, Built Bar is, of course, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You guys better have tried it by now. I'd hope so, at least. Um, but if you haven't, they do have 18 flavors in total, as including six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and creams, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp as well as their 12 original flavors, which included my personal favorite, the peanut butter brownie, which is amazing. Don't at me. <laughs> um, and bars are, of course, covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew, so you don't have to worry about breaking your jaw on them. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious individual, and they're great to help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. And, of course, right now, um, when you go over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order when you use that promo code of LOCKEDON. That's all caps, no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So, now, I won't keep you guys any longer, so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode I did with Zach, the social media manager from the North Carolina State Ice Pack. All right, guys, I am joined by Zach, uh, the lovely media guy for the NC State Ice Pack. How are you doing on this lovely Halloween, Zach? Hey, I'm not doing too bad, Jared. How about yourself? I'm doing well now that we've Finally got the recording stuff working, uh, since everything has been working against me today. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, of course, you know, as a lot of people know, you know, I've been, you know, covering the All Access episodes that you've been doing. Um, I haven't watched the third episode yet, but uh, could you explain just how that stuff has came about for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So, um Kind of since I joined the team a couple of years ago, one of the biggest things that I've realized is how much this team sort of needs a covering and needs a following. And 
Um, I don't think you're that much older than I am, but do you remember the show NHL 36 at all that used to premiere on Versus and NBC? I do vaguely remember it, yes. Yeah. So to all the viewers who don't know what that is, essentially it takes 36 hours in an NHL player's life and goes behind the scenes to the guys walking in the kitchen at home to going into the locker room at the rink and showing the behind the scenes access. And I always thought that stuff was really cool. And especially on this level for an ACHA D2 club team, there's not really a show like this. And I wanted to kind of take advantage of that because – as you all know, club teams are not scholarship funded. There's no money coming in from the universities. So these guys are literally doing it because they want to play the game. They're not forced to. They're they're literally paying money out of their pocket to hit the ice and pay for ice time and everything like that. So I thought it was going to be really cool to kind of show, you know, the behind the scenes axis of really what goes into this level of hockey because it's not easy. And, you know, these guys are real pros about it. Yeah, you can definitely tell it's not easy. I believe it was in episode two um, where you guys were you know, prepping for the game against Liberty and just how much these, or how hard these guys are working. And it's insane, uh, the level of dedication uh, and time and effort and just everything they're putting into this, uh, into this stuff. And I absolutely applaud them for it. Um, I wish, you know, Back growing up, you know, because I live in Gold's Hot, you know, any rinks around uh, here, you know, I kind of wish, you know, that could have been me. You know, the rinks here, you know, I could have been playing hockey. I mean, it, it's great to see a team like this getting coverage. Um, and I will say uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes out of this stuff so far, I believe it was in that same second episode that I'm thinking of. Uh, I forget who it was. They were setting up the stick uh, there in the hallway. Um, and they're like, it's a, this is a whole ass stick. And I died laughing. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, you were pretty close on that. But we were actually um, the guy in question was, you know, work. He was joking about uh, Drew Bresingham, number 14. Um, he had a pretty big stick mm-hmm. and he's a pretty short guy like myself. So he was kind of joking. That's a tall ass stick. Um, but still, oh, it's a tall ass stick. Okay. Yeah, I, I probably should have put some subtitles there now that I think about it, because I can totally understand the confusion. But I agree with you. That was that was pretty funny when I heard it. Yeah, you should put that on a shirt. I think that'd be great. <laughs> um, we'll see what I do. <laughs> I'd wear it. Um, but how did you come into uh, just covering the ice pack like you do? I'm obviously assuming here you're going to school uh, for that kind of stuff. Um, but just how'd that come about for you? Yeah. Uh, for sure. So back in my freshman year, I started broadcasting the team with uh, the NC State Station uh, Pack TV, and then eventually I just kind of uh, the beauty with that job in particular was that it kind of allowed you to explore your career or interests in kind of a low risk environment. So it got to a point where I kind of realized broadcasting might not be the future for me because I f- kind of felt myself wanting to do a little bit more behind the scenes stuff because I wanted to be all over the social media, all over the video making process. And the passion kind of died down from that aspect for me. So when I jumped into this role, I believe it was October last year when I kind of made it official. Um, I kind of hopped on some stuff with the Twitter and then kind of we built a really killer social media team over the summer. Um, I have really two great interns working with me, uh, Harrison Green and Harrison Eaton. Harrison Green is our new uh, team photographer. 
And then the other Harrison is um, kind of working with us as an intern, just kind of doing anything and everything. Um, but kind of going back to your question, it's been a long winding process and I just can't believe that I only have a few months left before I graduate. So it's going to be a pretty interesting couple of months. Yeah. Well, one, congratulations on graduating college. I think that's a great thing in and of itself. We're almost there. Um, but, Don't, don't jinx it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't jinx it. Um, but yeah, definitely just seeing the growth of y'all social media, you know, over the past year, it has been crazy. Um, cause I remember, you know, way back, you know, you had your social media pages and whatnot, but you know, here over the past few months, especially, you know, it just has grown a lot. And then just the interactions and all that stuff is absolutely great. And I'll also say the photography, especially from that Liberty game, those are some really, really good pictures. And uh, speaking of that Liberty game, yeah, that was the program's first foray into Division One hockey. Uh, what was the environment like going into that and then in that game itself? Uh, yeah, the environment going into that game, it was insane. Um, the guys knew kind of coming up that it was a big contest. It was the hardest game we've ever played. And um, you'll probably see this in episode three, too. So towards the end, um, Devin Halko and Jess Tart, uh, veterans of the team, uh, Jess Tart now graduated as our equipment manager. They had a discussion about how a few years ago when the team traveled up to Liberty the very first time, their D2 team that they played, they lost 15 to 1. And in this game, we lost to their D1 team, 7-2. to two. There's a lot of growth there. Um, yeah. But the, the entire environment was just really, it was an intense level of play. And throw the second period out of the equation, the first and third periods, we looked like a team that really manhandled them, to be quite honest with you. Um, it was just killer. And then there was just some mental lapses there and, um, but it was a crazy environment and being around the team for so long, I've kind of seen how far this team has come in terms of level of play. You know, there's really no question anymore, you know, about the team, you know, not performing well. It's now gotten to a point where other teams are starting to say, oh, shoot, we're playing the ice pack tonight. This is going to be a tough competition. And I think that's where Tim Healy and the rest of the coaching staff really wanted this program to be at. Um, just the ability to kind of really make opponents play their hardest because the level at which NC State plays is not something to be messed around with. No, absolutely not. Um, I watched that game. Um, I was sitting downtown with a few of my friends at the bar we like to be at. Um, you know, we were in the back, you know, kind of spread out. I had it on the computer and whatnot. Um, and just watching that stuff, and you could tell, especially in the, that first and third period, just like you said, the, like, Y'all were playing your butts off. Um, it was great to see, like, you know, it's not, you know, just a fluke thing of, you know, this team, you know, playing this, you know, really big team. Like, y'all contended with it, and it was great to see, you know, just how good they were playing, you know, to put it simply. Um, it was really, really cool. Um, and, you know, going forward, do you see, you know, Ice Pack, you know, playing more big games like that against uh, Division One uh, schools. Yeah, another great question too, and I don't know, I don't know how much I can reveal, but let's just say that coming up in a few months, there's going to be some pretty, uh, pretty big headlining games that we have coming up. So that's as much as I can say. So nice. So, yeah, we had a 
there was a couple text messages that came in after that Liberty game where it really put us on the map. So um, conversations are underway, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And then, you know, we're going to surprise everybody. Sounds great. I'll definitely be looking forward to that stuff. Um, now, looking at uh, the rest of your fall slate, uh, you were playing uh, Liberty's um, Division Two team, I believe, twice um, up in Liberty. Um, mm-hmm. And then you had Coastal Carolina as well. Um, and Coastal Carolina being a newcomer, I believe, to ACCHL as well, correct? Correct. Um, now, going into those, um, you know, do you feel like, you know, NC State's, you know, going to be able to, you know, really manhandle those guys or, you know, just what's the mental preparation going into this class? What are they doing with this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm not going to sit here and say that those games are easy wins because at the end of the day, Liberty's D2 team, like we said, you know, they lost to them by a pretty whopping score a few years ago. But luckily, you know, just in the regional tournaments back in 2019, we beat them four to one um, to walk into any game and expect that you're going to win is obviously the expectation. But you can't play like, you know, you're going to win. You need to play, you know, like it's a game where you're the underdog and play your hardest. And I think for those first two Liberty games is going to be a really good contest because, you know, playing uh, and I've talked to a few of the guys about the stats of the game, too, um, after the D1 game. The fact that we started off in such a high note and played exceptionally well against a top tier opponent gives us a pretty good idea of where we're at as a team, you know, heading into those two games against the D2 team. Um, so it's going to be a really fun weekend. Um, hopefully all three of our goaltenders are going to get some really great reps in. Um, Josh Cannon, you know, returning for his, I believe his fifth year now. He's gonna, he's a grad student now. Um, he's been our goaltender for a long time. Uh, Griffin Hunt is someone that I think has really flown under the radar. You know, he does a great job of what yeah, he does. Newcomer, yeah. And then newcomer Eric Daniel, he had a really good couple of uh, saves uh, in that last Liberty game. So Really excited to see where this uh, next weekend goes, but to kind of answer your question, um, it's going to be a really tough competition, you know, just in general. Yeah, I definitely agree there. I forget who it was. Um, I remember it was the old NFL coach, and it was you play to win the game. Um, And, yeah, that's definitely the mindset going into this stuff. Um, And bring it back to the all-access stuff. you mentioned, you know, you're graduating in a few months. Um, do you think that will be something that, you know, the guys that, you know, move into your place, do you think that will be something that they carry on and keep doing that? Or is this just going to be something, you know, just for the last few months of your tenure there? Well, I mean, the goal of this show is to provide all access. And I'm, I'm, I am hoping that the show will continue. And depending on, you know, what work brings me after I graduate, I would love to stay on at least be an advisor for this show, because I think it's something that, especially for our donors, because we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So like, like, like we were talking about earlier, we're not funded by scholarships. We're not funded by the school. So it all comes from donations. So this show has been awesome, especially for our donors, because they really get to see what their money is being put you know, forward to. Our ice time, our gear, our locker room, everything that's involved. So this show is going to be so important going forward because over time, as we become a, a top tier program, 
you know, we're going to have some higher, you know, level donors that we're going to want to try and attract. So this show is really perfect for that. So hoping it continues. Yeah, because uh, I want it to continue because I really, really enjoyed watching it. Um, one thing going back to the first episode that I found really interesting um, was just what you guys were having to do, you know, with the whole COVID situation and handling that. Um, I felt that was really interesting um, and getting a behind the scenes look at that. And then you obviously got to look at with the NHL stuff. Um, but, you know, the NHL being a giant multi-billion dollar corporation, and they're going to let you see what you want or what they want you to see. Um, and with you guys, you know, I felt it was the, bit more you know real i guess you could say of how you guys were handling it and then getting to really see the new weight competition center and y'all's new locker room up close you know i really really enjoyed that and seeing all those guys hard work that they put in over the summer i remember the pictures you guys were putting out for that and i really really enjoyed uh just some of the behind the scenes aspects of it i've really been liking it well, thank you so much. That really means a lot. But, you know, it's been a total team effort making that show. And, you know, the, my, I, I call them the Harrisons at this point because, you know, there's just we got two of them. So I can never, like, differentiate sometimes. But um, they've helped out a ton with that show. And um, kind of going back to what you said uh, just about the whole COVID thing, I do want to talk about that because we are a team that does take that really seriously. Um, masks stay on the entire time, except for when we're on the ice. Um, even, you know, this weekend, just even our transportation coaches, you know, telling us to really be careful who you drive up with, uh, haven't figured out, you know, hotel situations yet, but there's really a lot going into making sure that this team stays safe and healthy because, you know, having college hockey back is not something that we want to take for granted. So it's really been important to us to stay safe and to be able to really make it to that next level. And, be a team that's healthy enough to compete. Yeah, I I definitely agree there. Um, I'm loving having it back for sure, obviously, um, but I want to keep having it. You know, I don't want something to happen and then it you know goes away. You know, again like everything else did. Um, and yeah, definitely people have to take the COVID situation seriously. Um, I just got a notification that Michigan State just upset Michigan. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Um, hey, Michigan State's my second team, so I'm jumping right now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah. Now, one thing I did talk to Coach Healy about uh, back when I had him on the show a couple months ago uh, was the Governor's Cup. Um, back at the beginning of the year, uh, where you guys played UNC Chapel Hill at PNC Arena, and you guys had... Uh, I forget how many thousand people there for that game. Um, you know, I asked him what the environment like was for him. What was it like for you? Because me, as a fan there in the stands, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, well, it was electric for sure. And I, like we were talking about earlier, I've been around the team for quite a while now, going on three, four years. And just to see, you know, it started off the East Priority Lounge of the PNC was full. And then over time, over each game, it started to wrap around the goal. So, like, we went from 4,000 to about 8,000 fans. Um, and each game, you know, when you're down there, you're kind of trying to focus on the game, trying to make sure you get everything on film, everything recorded. But what was really awesome is you could feel the electricity behind you. And for these guys, you know, the ice plucks, our old rink, only held about 
400 people, something like that. So to have a game with 8,000 people cheering you on, even if they don't know nothing about hockey, um, it's just really cool to see and really cool to hear it in the background because obviously when there's a lot of fans there, it really drives you. And I know for a fact a lot of the guys are really driven by emotion, really driven by that kind of adrenaline rush you get from everyone kind of cheering on your name. So, yeah, it's it's incredible to see how far this team has come in terms of growing its fan base. Yeah, and I can speak, you know, from being a fan in the stands, you know, at that game, the environment was off the wall. I mean, you know, for a small, you know, D2 school, you know, to have that many thousand fans there, you know, like Coach Healy said, you know, there's D1 schools that don't have that many fans in the stands. It was crazy, you know, just to see how far this program has come. Um, and those lines have slowing down either, uh, which is great. Um, now, uh, steering away from hockey for a minute, uh, today is Halloween after all. Um, now, who would be your, obviously, your COVID situation has kind of messed things up a little bit. Uh, but say you were able to dress up this year, uh, who would you be dressing up as this year? Oh, man, you're asking the hard questions. Um have you ever seen the, the movie Napoleon Dynamite? Um, there was going to be two costumes I would go in this year. Probably my first choice because it's probably an easier one. Uh, the owner of the dojo, uh, Rex from Rex Kwando, um, just got yeah. the baggy sweatpants and uh, an American bandana. I mean, I don't have the most <laughs> like him, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, that would be that definitely be a good one. Um, that's for sure. Uh, and of course, I've seen that movie. I grew up watching that movie. Um, hey, it's a classic. Yeah, oh, for real. Um, I think for me, because uh, I'm not dressing up this year either, um, if I had to, maybe a Clone Wars era Obi-Wan, that'd be cool. Um, oh, yeah. That, that would be a cool one. Um, now, me and you have talked a little bit about music. We do share the same taste. Um, I know you really enjoyed the new Architect song, which I did as well. Um, oh, I do have a man. Quick, yeah, what, give me your thoughts on that because you seem excited to talk about that one. Okay, so I've I've heard of Architects before, but I've never really listened to them, and I'm not really that big into necessarily like screamo bands per se, where it's like screaming the entire time. But I don't know what it was about this song, but it was just the right amount of hard and the right amount of grunge. Um, I blew out a speaker in my car listening to it actually. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I, I just um, yanked it up and I was driving down 40 one day. Um, yeah, so I got to get a new speaker for my cart. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good song to blow your speaker out to because I really yeah. enjoyed it as well. Um, have you had a chance to listen to the new Bring Me the Horizon EP that came out yesterday? You know, I saw that it came out. I think I listened to a snippet of the song um, I think Ollie Sykes wrote it about one of his friends. I, I'm not sure what the name of it was, but I, I saw it. I haven't had the chance to listen to it yet, but I listened to like a snippet of like the lead single from it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, singles that came out. They had the song they did from Death Stranding. Um, they had the song about the pandemic on there. Um, yeah, it's amazing. If you it's definitely a blend of 
everything they've done, you know, from the old school, you know, really, really heavy stuff, you know, on Count Your Blessings, all the way up through Ammo, you know, that came out, I think, like, two years ago now. I know some people were kind of conflicted on that one, um, but it's really a blend of everything that I've done, and I, I was blown away by it. Um, yeah. I grew up a lot. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I grew up a lot on That's the Spirit. That's one of my favorite albums, um, just because they really differentiated from their sound. Um, I think my favorite one off of that was probably, hold on, it's really bad that I don't remember the name of this, Avalanche. That's my favorite song. Um, that was a good one. Yeah, um, and then probably my favorite older one by them is Shadow Moses. I know that's a pretty classic one, but Ooh. wow. Yeah, definitely this Sympaternal album as a whole would definitely probably be my favorite followed by uh count your blessings those would probably be my two favorite out of all their stuff um now uh you know keeping with music for a little bit yeah you know, what are some of your game day songs that you like to go to whether it be for an ice pack game or you know a football game basketball whatever what are some of the songs that you're listening to to get yourself pumped up for that stuff you're asking me a ton of great questions today these are the ones that <laughs> These are the ones I wasn't prepared for. Um, let's see. Well, back in January, I was um, I discovered this really awesome band called Makari. Um, there's some really it's it's a pretty small band down in Florida. Um, they're also releasing a new EP in a week, so be sure to check that out. Um, he's at um, the lead vocalist is the lead singer for uh, Termina, and um, I think it was Movements was his other band. So does a really great job. So. For like, I guess like the rockier songs, my favorite ones are Dashboard by Makari. Um, I've also gotten to a little bit of Kanye West lately. Um, I've been really bumping uh, his songs off Graduation and 808s and Heartbreak, uh, Love Champion, uh, Love I Wonder. Um, and I honestly think that's about it. And also Royal Blood, um, if you've ever heard of them, their new song Trouble's Coming. I've been listening to that a ton. Yeah, I've heard of them. I didn't know they had put out some new stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely some bangers. You always got to have a good game day playlist, whether it's hockey, football, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, now, totally lost my train of thought um, for a second there. Um, I totally just had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I finally got technology working. Now my brain doesn't want to work. Okay. Um, now, going back to nationals, because obviously NC State went to the nationals a few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, what was that environment like you know, for the guys on the team at the time? Just like really stepping up and doing something like that. Yeah, um, that was just an amazing time for everybody involved. Uh, it kind of just bringing back a lot of memories, just kind of thinking about uh, taking the journey and the plane ride and it was a really good experience for a lot of the graduating seniors who, you know, just the year prior, you know, we had just lost in the uh, ACC tournament. Uh, we couldn't make it to the finals. We lost to Wake Forest and then um, we made it. And it was it was incredible to watch. And Logan Ward and I, my color commentator at the time when we were broadcasting, um, the team was gracious enough to say, you know what, guys? you've been calling our games this whole year. We haven't lost, so you must be our good luck charms. So they brought us uh, with them, and 
it, the environment was crazy. Um, we played in the Dallas Stars practice arena, so the, there wasn't a lot necessarily of fan coverage. Um, but we played Trine and a couple other teams as well. I believe we lost to Trine, but we won on the second day, six to five. Um, and I've never seen a team play at a higher level. Um, just the competition there was outstanding and it, it was tough. But the thing is, as a program, to get there, um, you just really can't say enough about it. Yeah. Um, as I definitely wanted to hear your thoughts on that because I didn't think to ask Coach Healy about that uh, when I had him on there when I had him on the show a few months back. Um, but I definitely wanted to hear that that story uh, from someone that was there um, yeah. because I can only imagine, yeah, you know, just how amazing that atmosphere must have been. Um, and definitely for the guys that have been on the team, you know, the year prior and losing to Wake Forest and then getting over that hump and winning and then going to Nationals, that, that, uh, that just must have been freaking amazing yeah. um, for them. And sadly, um, uh, I was only 20 at the time, so I couldn't stay in downtown Dallas uh, to have some fun, if you know what I mean. But uh, for the most part, you know, it, w- it was a really good time. So what happens in Texas stays in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, now, you know, kind of turning the page a little bit, um, when uh, the season got uh, canceled um, back, you know, in the summer, I believe it was, um, did you guys, you know, have an idea of that was going to happen, you know, going in there or, you know, going in, you know, before it was actually announced or was it a surprise to you guys that it was canceled the the season or nationals or uh what are you referring uh, to this this season um because yeah. i remember when uh y'all's fall season you know, got canceled you know because of covid did you guys have a feeling that was coming or did it kind of take you guys by surprise well i got the email from our team president ian work and it definitely like i guess took me by surprise since we were so close but i i mean i don't want to say i wasn't expecting it um, because I knew that with a lot of athletes and especially these club athletes where we're not going to be able to participate in, in bubbles per se, um, it was going to be really tricky to maneuver it, um, because of the possibility of outbreaks and everything like that. But luckily enough, we had enough conversations with, uh, club sports, um, at NC state, since they're kind of our governing board, um, and had some conversations with other schools to make sure that if we played like just even a few games this semester we do it in the safest way possible and we're really lucky that we've been able to have that experience um at the end of the semester we're only going to really have played four games but the team is still practicing twice a week masks at all times so so far we've been we've been a pretty good team just in terms of staying safe and you know the season's going to keep on going yeah i'm definitely excited to see the rest of these games get played out um because I was definitely very, very excited um, when this little four-game slate got announced. Um, you know, just like, yes, you know, finally get to watch them. Because um, I was really excited, you know, going into the season of just seeing how, seeing what's going to happen. Yeah, because I was obviously really excited. just coming from a fan's perspective. Like, yes, I get to watch my team play again. Um, now, what was I going to ask? Okay. Um, I'm totally blanking now. <laughs> You're all good. You're all good. Take your time. Yeah. Um, now, moving into um, the 
spring uh, stuff coming up. Obviously, I know that you ne- can't necessarily say a whole lot um, about that stuff there, um, but do you feel um, going into that stuff that um, you guys may be able to do a bit more when it comes to, you know, the COVID situation or, you know, how are you guys preparing, you know, for that going in there uh, on that side of things? Are you well, going to treat it like yeah. it is now or? Yeah, well, um, we know for what one thing I know for sure is that we really won't have a weekend off next semester. It's going to be games every weekend, whether that be at the Wake Competition Center or um, on the road. Um, I believe we released in a press release. We know of two confirmed opponents in uh, Stevenson University as well as Louisville. Um, we're going to get a chance to play them. And, of course, barring any schedule changes due to travel difficulties or whatnot, um, we're also really hoping for an ACC championship run sometime in March. We're going to have to push it back because of COVID. And then, um, obviously, the goal of the program is we're hoping to go a little bit further than the ACC championships. But, obviously, the mentality in the room is one game at a time. And um, we're going to see what happens. But as of right now, yeah, we're going to be able to have games at least every weekend. Okay, yeah, dude. Yeah, now that you start saying, I remember uh, Coach Dealey saying that it was probably going to be games every weekend, which I'm looking forward to because hopefully at that point, maybe things will be a little bit better and, you know, fans can actually go to the games in a limited capacity. You know, I can try to get up there to a game as well. Um, I know you say you're obviously graduating soon, um, but, you know, going forward, you know, is there any school that you would like to see uh, NC State play? Um, just in general, um, just anyone that sticks out to you? Yeah, that's another great question. Um, well, I'm from Michigan, and I know Michigan State has a few um, ACHA club teams. So um, kind of a pipe dream is to be able to see my two teams play together. Um, probably won't happen because Michigan State's pretty far away. I think the furthest we've gone uh, – I think the furthest we've gone is somewhere up northeast a couple of years ago. So I don't know if we ever traveled as far as Michigan, but uh, excluding nationals. So um, – yeah, probably Michigan State. Yeah, that would definitely be a cool one. Um, I would love, because obviously I know you guys play, you know, obviously teams, you know, in North Carolina. Um, I would just love to see, you know, I don't know how it would work out, but, you know, just somewhere you could get, like, all the North Carolina teams, you know, the Nationals or something like that. That would just be so cool. Because um, I know, like, NCAA basketball tournament, you know, it's been set up. You know, at times you have, like, Carolina and Duke play each other for the championship. Maybe something like that happened at Nationals. You know, State can play, you know, Carolina, Duke, Wake Forest, BCU, something like that. That would be really, really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I don't know, like, how far along that may come because I, I'm – a lot of the programs right now definitely still need a little bit of building, you know, but so does all of North Carolina hockey. Um, but what, I hope it does get to that point because I'd love to see, you know, state play teams like Wake Forest or UNC and have it had, you know, a little bit of a higher kind of, what's the word, um, awareness, repertoire. I don't know what you call it, but um, a higher level of kind of viewership. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd definitely be really cool because obviously like the basketball and football games, you know, get coverage. Um, yeah, because that's the big stuff around here. But, you know, to see it, you know, done for hockey, that'd be awesome. Because obviously the state uh, Carolina games, those two, you know, those draw 
crowds, you know, but for Nashville, that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm all out of questions, Zach. Um, so I do want to thank you uh, for coming on the show, and I do once again apologize for my technical issues um, that I had uh, on my end. Um, it may be the full moon tonight or something, um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I do want to thank you again for coming on. Um, uh, definitely great. Just as a fan, you know, just to be able to cover, you know, ice pack, um, and then having you guys, you know, want to come on and, you know, talk about your program. Uh, I think it's really, really great. Um, do you have anything that you want to say, Zach, you know, about, you know, anything coming, uh, up with the ice pack? Yeah, for sure. So we're going to make an announcement coming up just a little bit late. We got the dates wrong for this upcoming weekend. So the original slate was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's actually Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so we'll be making that official announcement pretty soon. But, um, you know, Jared, I've been listening to the, your show. It's uh, it's really cool to kind of hear your thoughts every week about Kane's hockey and everything like that. So really awesome being uh, involved. And thanks for having me on. And I'm going to be sure to Keep on making all access uh, for you and uh, for everyone else who's uh, in my cult following for that show that's developing. <laughs> yeah, uh, the show's actually just now turning a year old, too. So you're going to probably be like the one year anniversary special as well, um, as well as the 200th episode special as well, because that's coming up, too. Um, so you're going to be involved with a lot of special stuff, Zach. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, shows definitely had some growing pains, uh, but you know, definitely just growing the show, um, and just having guests on like you guys. Um, and thank you for coming on. Um, and keep doing what you're doing, Zach, because I'm really enjoying it. Hey, thank you, Jared, so much, and you keep doing the same. All right, you have a good one, Zach. You too, man. All right, guys, I really hope you enjoyed that interview I did with Zach. I had a whole lot of fun doing it, uh, despite my uh, tech issues that I had during that. Um, But, again, I am out of town in Columbia, South Carolina on business, so maybe a little MIA this week, um, but come Friday and Saturday, everything should be back to normal, guys. Um, And until then, you guys have a great day. Um, and a great week, a whole bunch of stuff going on right now. Um, and until then, go listen to the new Bring Me the Horizon EP. It was amazing. As well as the latest edition of Locked on NHL. It's the network's national NHL show. You know they got a whole bunch of stuff going on over there right now with all the new signings and trades and stuff and whatnot going on. So go give that a listen to as well. And if you haven't already, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Follow me on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And go give the show a like on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast. And with that, I will talk to you guys later.